big warm welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lael Stone and Marion Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles, and we are so glad that you're here. Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name's Marion Rose. And I'm Lael Stone. And today our podcast topic, as you would have probably seen from the title, is I'm Scared. And before we even say any more, we would love to invite you to perhaps connect in, maybe put your hand on your heart for, for the whole of what we're going to be talking about today. Just lots of loving compassion for you, for your body, for, for us all on the planet now and the, the big things that are happening. So we really want this podcast to be a way to help you um, perhaps understand more about fear, perhaps give you some tools to work with for yourself and your child or children and really just to to hold this loving space for you for whatever you're going through right now it is just such a bizarre time to be alive and i keep saying to my husband i feel like we're in this really weird hollywood movie where all this stuff is happening and unfolding and here in australia we haven't even got to the like middle part of the movie yet <laughs> I feel like we're just in the beginning parts where we're seeing all the stuff happen and you know it's it's such a bizarre time and and it we are all responding in many many different ways and it really is I think an unraveling for a lot of people around just fundamental parts of being human and bringing up some big big stories of where we are in the world and um, I don't know how we're going to, well, we're going to do our best today to talk into, I guess, what, what this fear is about, how we can navigate it, how we can help our kids, how we can deeply hold ourselves, be really compassionate with wherever we are and how it's turning up for us. And hopefully just give you some support through this time to come back to and listen to, to, to hopefully take, you know, if you are feeling really scared to listen into this to help you find a little bit of peace or reassurance in your being. Mm, so beautiful, Elle. And you know, I'd love to start because we always start with, or we always talk about the, the beauty of feelings from an aware parenting perspective. So perhaps uh, I would love to, to say that fear has an adaptive value. There's a reason why we feel scared and it can be really important, and I'm going to be talking more about this today, to differentiate between fear that is adaptive and helpful and that actually supports us to take helpful action and that helps us um, be clear and fear that actually prevents that from happening. And the more we really understand that, the more we can help ourselves to act in ways that can be really helpful and to support our beautiful bodies and nervous systems at this big time. So perhaps we might even talk just even a little bit about the the fight, flight, freeze, fawn mechanism, just to really understand that when we're feeling scared, that's part of a very ancient system that, are, that we all have in our bodies and that is designed to help us survive and keep us safe. And that when we are experiencing or believing there to be, which we're going to be talking more about what we're thinking later on when we when we think there might be something dangerous and this actually happens even before thinking it happens so so quickly before conscious thought to protect us to keep us alive is a whole set of uh, and you probably can name all the 
the neurotransmitters and hormones and everything now i don't i don't have all the the lingo but basically our bodies are set up to protect us to go into either fight or flight when we think there is something dangerous in the environment and that sets up a whole um, escalating set of um, systems and mechanisms in our body that send blood to our arms and our legs basically to either to fight or or flee to run away or to fight whatever it is that saber-toothed tiger that's coming along and it uh, takes away blood and um, resources away from the areas that aren't needed in those moments and actually we might even talk a little bit Lyle, about you know you have a big background in um, birth and, and in calm birth and I have a bit of a background in that too and I, I think really that's where I learned so much about the the power of that fight or flight mechanism and and how what we experience in our bodies when that's happening I'm not saying this as quickly and as articulately as I would like to but basically that fear is designed to keep us safe that's what it's set up for and so many of the symptoms that we experience when we're feeling scared so that might be the various sensations in our tummy that might be from the kind of butterflies to kind of to extreme sensations of uh, movement or just you know suddenly needing to go to the toilet to clammy hands to um, not being able to think clearly to feeling so alert like our eyes are our pupils are really dilated all of those things are set up to support our body to go what on earth is going on here do i need to run do i need to fight uh, and so all the symptoms all the 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 feelings that we're experiencing in our bodies are designed to keep us safe so there's nothing wrong with us when we are feeling these feelings these are absolutely natural normal and very very ancient systems that we have if we're not able to to fight or to flee, then there's another mechanism that comes in, which is often called the freeze, which is basically where we, the, kind of the opposite happens, where we shut down. Animals do this as well, so it's really helpful if you're a, if you're a rabbit and you think you're about to be eaten by a hawk, to to appear to be dead because the pork's not going to eat something that's already dead because it might be there might be something wrong with it actually uh, protects um, us from actually feeling so much so that you know if the rabbit is going to get killed it's actually not going to feel the pain of that so much and if the hawk then is questioning is that rabbit alive or not it gives a chance for the rabbit to then actually run away so if we're not able to fight or flee we go into freeze there's also another mechanism we have as human beings, which is called fawn, which is, um, I think probably we won't talk about that so much here because it's not so relevant to what's going on in the world at the moment. But I think it can be really helpful to understand that, that when we're feeling scared, there's nothing wrong with us. And there are things that we can do to help us so that we're using fear in adaptive ways and that where fear is showing up in ways that actually aren't helpful for us, that are actually getting in the way of us responding in helpful ways, that we're, there are lots of things that we can do to support ourselves. And it can be really helpful to know that we are all not only born with these amazing mechanisms, but after that's happened. So for example, if there was a saber-toothed tiger coming along, we went into fight or flight or freeze. Once the saber-toothed tiger has gone away, our systems are designed to be able to offload those stress hormones and the tension and the feelings that are related to that, which is exactly aware parenting, what so much of aware parenting is about. We are designed then, and animals, you'll see this, they'll shake. We're designed to shake or to cry or to sweat or to, um, to go into to a tantrum. All these are ways that are actually 
so much part of our systems offloading those stress hormones. So again, just to really understand our bodies and how they work and understand that these are all really normal, natural things. And the more we understand them, we can work with them and support our own bodies and our children's bodies at these times. Lal, over to you. Perhaps you can add some, <laughs> add some more clarity to that. It's so much, not my forte of talking about. So <laughs> come and share if you want to add more to that. No, you did a good job. It's, it's a huge topic. Like, there's a lot of information out there. And we'll put some links in our show notes if you want to read more. understand what our body is doing. I think it really helps our minds to understand, you know, why we are responding in that way. Cause it is, there's two parts to it. One, our body has these reactions when we're scared and in order to help often um, move some of that fear, we have to understand in our head what is going on, why I'm responding like this. And then we have to support the body. So we'll talk about some ways we'll do that towards the end of this podcast. Um, yeah. A second, everything you say, you know, we see that a lot in birth that we often say to women, um, we are mammals and in order to birth, we have to feel safe. So we need to feel safe in our environment. We need to feel safe with the people around us. And if we don't feel safe, we will often move into that fight or flight response. So we start to release adrenaline into our system. You know, all that blood flow, exactly as you said, goes to our arms and legs so we can run or fight if we need to. The uterus then often resists in those contractions and muscles. So everything becomes harder. And so one of the main techniques we work, we talk about is breathing. Breathing is one of the most wonderful ways to bring yourself back to your center and to stop that adrenalized release in your body. And this is not just something we teach in birth. This is something you can use for life, whether when you're going to the dentist, whether your child is having some big feelings and you're starting to feel yourself getting really elevated, uh, when you just are sitting here feeling really scared around what may be happening, really invite you to take just three deep breaths. So in through your nose, filling your belly with air and then slowly breathing out through your nose. And it's important that we do breathe in through our nose and out through the nose because it does activate the parasympathetic nervous system. So it's designed to slow your heart rate down, lower your blood pressure, give you that kind of general sense of calm in your body. So that may be something you want to just start to do. Whenever you're starting to feel a bit of fear rising, just even if you put your hands on your belly, close your eyes and take a really deep breath, breathing deeply in, filling your belly with air and then slowly breathing out. Now that can be really hard to do when we feel panicked and when we feel scared, but it's one of those tools that if we practice it, it becomes um, something that we can move to really quickly, it becomes an automatic response that we can move into. So it's such a great tool that we can learn to do amazing tool that we can also teach our children to do um you know we sometimes talk about doing it if you get your child to lay down and you put like a little bean bag on their belly or something like a little toy on their belly and they have to see that little toy rise up as they breathe in and just getting to even breathe in through their nose and then slowly out through their nose it brings their focus and attention to that part which can help them breathe deeper so that can just be something that you can use for you you can use with your little ones we always, I always say, come back to the basics, which is your breath and breathing can be a really great way just to anchor yourself and then work through whatever's happening for you within that. And, and we can see, you know, in this time that we're living at the moment, that fight, flight, um, freeze response is alive and well. That's why people are 
panic buying stuff. It's why there's aggression, you know, when people are feeling really scared and they can't get toilet paper or they can't get food, they're acting out. So we're seeing that play out in the world. And we're also seeing that freeze response, which is I can't cope. I need to shut down. And I know for me, I think after working through trauma with my own trauma over the years, that freeze response is kind of my go-to and my favorite one, because when things feel hard, I just want to go to sleep. (laughs) Like it's really interesting. I watch myself have to yawn a lot. I just have to go and close my eyes. I've discovered that it is such a beautiful protective mechanism of myself and having lots of other tools and stuff I've worked with, I identify that within myself now and go, I need to just remove myself for half an hour if I can just to reset. And I see that as a gift. I don't see it as something bad. I see it as a gift. And that also, again, can make a massive difference to how we are associating with our fear response. If we start to feel adrenalized, we start to feel shaky, panicked, um, we start to feel ourselves getting angry. Most of the time I find what people do is they move into judgment around themselves for doing it. I shouldn't be feeling like this. This is not okay. I gotta get my shit together. Like this isn't all right. And instead of actually going, ah, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. You are a beautiful messenger telling me that I've reached a point where I'm not feeling okay. And thank you for being here. I welcome you as that beautiful messenger. You don't get to drive the car. I'm still driving the car, but you can sit in the back seat and, um, and you are here just to show me that I need to do something in this moment to help myself feel more centered or I, I need to do something to support myself in this in the moment. So I find that is such a helpful reframe that when we move into those states in our body and we often move into judgment to actually turn it into gratitude. Thank you for being here. Thank you for showing me. Uh, thank you for keeping me alive and well in this moment. And that can make a massive difference to how we then lean into what's happening so that we can transform it if we need to. So wonderful, isn't it? That inner dialogue makes such a difference. You know, me with the the inner loving crew work, I really find just even um, an acknowledgement. I hit, So it's like for me, my inner loving mother says, I hear that you feel scared, sweetheart. And I'm right here and, and I'm listening and I'm here to keep you safe. And for me, I often find it's that combination of of the empathy and the reassurance. And I think we're going to be talking a lot about that. It's like having that, that balance of attention, that there's compassion and there's, there's that, that um, sense of being held and supported. And that's so much about what we're going to be talking about as parents to be compassionate and empathic, but also providing that as much as we can, that supportive, loving space. And of course that means if we're feeling scared, going to do our own inner listening. I, I really love, we're going to be recommending uh, a beautiful book called The Opposite of Worry. Um, and that, uh, I love that. Just in the first uh, page, he talks about the second chicken. So what, it, what he explains is that if there's a chicken running around and they go into the freeze response because they see a hawk, they will go into freeze. And if they look around and there's another chicken around, and it looks like the hawk's gone. They're like, oh, okay, the hawk's gone. But they're looking around and there's another chicken still in freeze. They're going to go, well, there's st- clearly still a hawk here that I can't actually see. This is a book by Larry Cohen, by the way. So, so they'll stay in freeze mode. So for us, our job is as parents to do whatever we can to support ourselves when we go into fear to actually to help us move through so that we are feeling more of that 
calmness in our bodies and in our nervous systems. So because our children are really um, taking their cues from us, the, the thing about fear is that it's deeply contagious. And again, if we think about it, it's really adaptive, isn't it? Because when a child comes, is born into a culture, they need to learn in that culture which things are dangerous. And that might be, you know, in one culture, it might be snakes of a particular color and another culture, it might be a particular spider, whatever it is. They need to learn that really quickly. I'd actually like to give a little example. I remember my daughter when she was about two, I was um, a, a huge big insect came along one day just as we were going about a day and I kind of went ah, like that and just, and I got a bit of a shock. It was a big insect. And after that, every time any kind of insect showed up, you know, the tiniest little insect, she would go into feeling scared, clinging onto me uh, and crying. And I realized that she'd acquired, and again, that's the beautiful thing. We need to, that's what our children are trying to do. They need to learn what is, what is apt to be scared of and what is not apt to be scared of. So number one is being aware of our own responses because that's contagious. And number two, the beautiful thing is to know that that can be, um, they can release those feelings about that. So because I understood aware parenting and I knew the power of laughter and crying, I supported her so that over the next few days she could release those feelings and express them and we could do a little bit of play and laughter so that again she she realized that actually you don't need to be scared of every single little creature that flies around so we can we can learn these we can have this contagiousness effect but we can also release fears of things that actually aren't things to be scared of so we can we can access the accurate information and I'd love to add something in here around that doesn't mean that um, you say to your kids, everything's great, it's fine, like it's all good. It doesn't mean that we're in there. Isn't it great? You know, we're going to stay at home together for a month and, you know, play lots of board games. Um, I can just see how maybe the fear is all about being, you know, in confinement with your family for that long. That might be. And that is for some. I mean, we're laughing, but that is actually, that can be really scary oh, I for really people. get that. I totally get that. I just wanted to add in that it's really important for us to be authentic in where we are and our children feel that so if we are saying yeah no, it's all fine it's all fine and we're actually not feeling fine again it sends that message to our kids of hang on i'm feeling something and you're saying something else and this is really confusing me i would i would invite if you are feeling like that to be honest with your kids and say yeah i feel scared at the moment because i don't know what's going on but i'm taking care of my scared feelings i'm doing things for me i'm talking to people and i'm going outside for walks and i'm stretching and i'm working through my fear um, and taking care of me within that and so I can take care of you guys so it's actually okay to be scared and I think what's important is we have to own and be authentic in that because then that even in that our children go oh that feels better than no no it's all okay it's all okay when underneath what's bubbling is I'm terrified here that's when it becomes really frightening for the child so like we would say to our, ch our child it's okay for you to feel scared I'm here for you I've got you tell me all about it we're saying that to ourselves. We're reaching out to other people for support to hold us within that so that we can be authentic with our children because I think that it's very, very important that children are feeling that authenticity of where we are sitting in that. And I've, I'm going to talk about this as we go through this podcast, but I've just been watching this play out in my own family. I'll just jump into this now, Marion, because it's here. Um, so my beautiful husband, who's given me permission to talk about it, I just was said to him before, I'm about to go and record a podcast. And he said, on what? And I said, I'm scared. And he goes, oh, my God, you can talk about my story. <laughs> and I was like, really? He goes, yes. 
So my beautiful husband, who's a really centered, anchored guy, um, has completely unraveled in these last few weeks of this happening. Uh, he's the son of um, of migrants who escaped from the war in Hungary. Um, his parents, you know, got shot at, leaving trying to cross the border. They had all sorts of stuff happen for them. Really big imprints in their childhood, you know, being lot just a lot of big stuff. And they came to Australia and then they set up a life and, you know, they're, they're beautiful, wonderful people. Um, but, you know, we, we talk, or a lot of people may be aware of transgenerational trauma, that what happens in one generation can be carried on in the cells of, of our next generations. So even though my husband never lived through that war and didn't have to go through famine and all those kind of things when they would, he heard his mum so many times talk about how they used to line up for bread and then there was never there and how his grandmothers used to just try and make food to keep them alive you know that is is part of him and um what's been really interesting in this what's been happening here at the moment is his reactions have been really really big so he has been exactly in that fight flight space where he's really panicked he went for a few days where he's saying to my kids you can't go outside and i was like it's okay for the kids to go outside and he's like can't go anywhere and you know we need to get food and just really irrational stuff and and so I was very, very calm saying what's happening for you here. And he goes, I don't know. I'm acting like I'm not me. I don't understand it. I feel terrified. I feel like I can't protect my family. And really what we've kind of broken down and he's really owning, he's like, this just feels so much bigger than me. And in exploring a lot more about where his family's come from, all those things that have happened in his in his his lineage, you know, he's saying that there's something that he's carrying within that, and we're doing some great work and body work to work through that. And he's really willing to go. Okay, I, I'm ready to move this. It's never turned up in his life before, which is interesting. And I think, you know, at this time where there is so much fear, and you know, there are these real risks that we're seeing. It is it is surfacing. And, you know, when he was really in this panic, my kids just kept coming to me going, what is up with dad? And I'm like, yeah, he's really scared at the moment because of, I think, these things. So Mike just kept owning it with the kids. He's like, I know I'm being irrational. I'm really sorry. I'm just in my fear. Um, I, my job here is I have to keep you safe. I have to keep you safe. I have to keep you safe. And they're going, okay, dad. Okay. And we've all been talking about a lot. Now my kids are obviously teenagers. So we, you know, it is easy to discuss that then with a four or five year old, but I think I've just keep saying, Mike, you have to be really real with the kids. You have to own where you're at. We have to speak it. Let's, it, we can transmute this by feeling it, by speaking it. He's been doing a lot of shaking. He'll start to get really hot and panicked. And we, you know, I go, come find me. And we sit down and we do some breathing and we shake his body a bit and we come back to, you know, just some of the techniques that we use. And, and it's shifting and it's moving, but it's been really powerful for um, my kids to witness that for them to see it, understand it, to, you know, because I say to them, this is also your lineage as well. You know, this is part of where you have come from. And it's important to understand and know that we have tools to work through this. So even if it feels so irrational and big that there's stuff we can do to support in it. So I think that's where I've really found um, the time where Mike wasn't really owning it and was being a little bit irrational, um, then, you know, the kids were, what is going on here? And it felt really, you know, he, he was actually being quite um, power over with the kids. Like really, you can't do this and you can't do that. And they're looking at me going, what is going on? And I'm like, all right, everyone's going to need a little bit of holding here <laughs> just to move through some of this stuff. 
So it's been really interesting observing that. And I mean, I actually feel really very grounded and very um, anchored and, and I don't have that fear. Um, and so, you know, I think that's helped Mike a lot, having somebody who can not jump into the fear with him and, and stay really stable and grounded to help process whatever's going on within that bigger picture. But I think that authenticity piece I've seen has been really, really important. Oh, so beautiful, Al. You know, I you know I always love sharing about the list of three. So I want to share about that again here because I, again, I find it can be really helpful to to have that understanding of what might be happening for us. So if you haven't heard my our list of threes before, uh, the the first one is more of a needs level or a body level. So if we think about it, there that is that beautiful fight or flight response when it is responding to actually something that is happening in the present moment. So that is the you know what our body's doing and what our bodies can do afterwards to to release and and uh, let go of the the stress hormones and the feelings and the tension the second thing is feelings that are bubbling up from the past so for for so many people this is going to help us connect with feelings from the past that we haven't ever had the opportunity to have lovingly heard so and, and it's going to be often different for each of us so for some people it might be around um, food or it might be around money others it might be around loss or it might be around a lack of power or it might be around um, yeah, not getting to choose maybe having your kids at home with you and not having choice about what you do with your time or so for each person depending on our own history um, it's, it's really again flipping it and seeing it as an opportunity that our psyches are doing these amazing things to for feelings to bubble up from the past and it can be really helpful just like you were talking about to understand when we're having these big feelings to understand ah this is actually two-year-old me or five-year-old me this is actually even though it seems to be about the now it's actually an opportunity to to listen to the feelings to have someone to support us to to release them and that's going to be different for each person which is why you might find yeah, one of your friends is worried about food. Another one is more worried about getting sick. Another person is worried about the money. Um, and then the third thing is our thoughts. So our thoughts have a really powerful impact on how we feel and particularly around fear. And I think this one is a really helpful thing to be really aware of because you know, we have so much power around the information we receive. So for me, I've noticed I've been really diligent around where I'm receiving information about what's going on from. And if there's, uh, if there's perhaps a post on Facebook or a person who's um, responding about it in a way or have, is thinking about it in a way that actually stimulates fear or terror in me, I set a loving limit and I'm, I'm not going to be looking there. So it's really finding information and ways of thinking about this that actually support us because we can very easily, if we're telling ourselves really scary things about the future, unwanted things about the future, you know, catastrophic things we're going to feel really terrified and we do have some choice about that but often going back to the breath again often that is actually through connecting back into the present moment so it's coming back into that the body the needs actually connecting back with i'm right here and that might be reaching out for some loving support like you're doing with your husband someone who actually is feeling calm and can radiate that out to us so, oh gosh well they're feeling calm so maybe i can too maybe it's safe to feel calm or that we connect in with that on an inner level so that might be for me i connecting with my breathing and, and my inner loving presence is right here with you i hear that you're scared and we're going to keep you safe and we're right here 
and finding those ways to come back and to, to even set loving limits. And we can do that with our children as well. So if they're perhaps looking at information that's, that's stimulating a lot of fear in them, we might set a loving limit around that. So it's really helpful, I think, to understand that we just understand more about what's going on for us in any moment. If we're feeling scared, you know, what, where is this coming from? Are we telling ourselves something? Do we need to connect in with our breathing? Do we need to go and talk to someone about what is coming up for us from the past so that we know that we, even that in itself, we've got information and we have choice and that that is a wonderful antidote for fear, information and choice. So, yeah. I love that. And I mean, even simple things like when we are feeling that fear of projection, what's going to happen, this might happen or that kind of stuff is we have no control. We don't know, you know, so it is sometimes coming back to what do I know is true and real right now? What do I know? I'm in my house and my house is safe and my kids are well, or, you know, there's food in the cupboard or I have people I can connect with. Let's come back to the things that we know are true and real. And there's evidence of that right now. And look for the, I, I love this saying, my favorite saying is look for the evidence, look for the evidence that we know that is true and real. Look for the evidence that there are people who don't feel panicked, who are, you know, who are being safe and taking, but they feel really calm and anchored um let's look for evidence that you know we are there is still wellness or, or whatever and a, a part of i think looking for the evidence and i think that's where i love what you say we have to set ourselves some limits on what we're exposing ourselves to particularly on social media so i'm like i've just said to my husband no and he's like yeah i'm not looking at anything because it's adding to the fear i like full permission to watch as much soccer as you want he goes excellent i'm just i'm just doing that now that's his happy place um but I am only looking for evidence of all the beauty that's coming from this. So my newsfeed is full of all the Italians singing and the Spanish getting out there with their DJ, you know, on their decks, like having dance parties at eight o'clock at night. And, you know, the beauty of um, there's this there's this page I'm on on Facebook, called the, I think it's called the Pandemic Kindness. Thing. I'm in that and, one, yeah. I'm in that too. And it's, it's just gorgeous, everybody's, it? The dolphins, oh everyone just, helping each other. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Everyone's just posting stories about helping each other and what they're doing. And, and so I'm like, I'm filling myself up with that evidence of something as big as this that's happening around the world is bringing out deep connection and kindness in humans, which is what we need. It's, it's watching, I saw this beautiful video of these two like little Italian boys playing the violin, you know, together or just stuff that you go, oh, look at humans and connection and love and how powerful that is and how extraordinary that is. And like my daughter, my 16-year-old daughter, she works at the local supermarket and, you know, we said to her, you can work or not. She's like, no, no, I'll go to work. She goes, it's so boring at home. So she's like, I'll go to work. And, you know, she wears gloves and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, in the beginning, people were really rude. She says, now, she goes, people just keep giving me chocolates and people are so kind. And she's like, I feel like I'm a freaking hero because I'm working behind the register the supermarket and I'm like what kind of you guys are like you're keeping food happening and it's like medic you know doctors and nurses and, and people in the health industry and you know I, I saw this beautiful post that made me go wow the focus from sports people movie stars and that kind of being our heroes has changed to farmers farmers yes doctors Sh people shopkeepers. working in supermarkets I'm just like yep. yes yes <laughs> Which is like what we've always wanted, isn't it? It's such that yeah. it's like the. <laughs> Whoever would have thought? I mean, Indy's just like, kind of works wild, right? I mean, 
So buying me stuff, giving me stuff. Like I'm like, there you go. It's amazing. It's, and, I, and I think that choice and I am choosing to fill myself up with just yes. the beauty of humanness and how wonderful because yes. uh, it's making my heart expand and that yes. feels good. And I'm like, yes, you know, this will pass and things will change because they always do. We, we keep on moving. So in those moments of when we are projecting into the fear, bring yourself back to well, what helps me feel good in these moments. And mm. where do I need to find evidence that I am safe right now? Um, and that could just be the tiniest little thing, but that's a place to start. I love that so much. And, and really choosing like for social media, we can use that. I mean, I'm so grateful to have all these online communities where, we, where it's already there. And so if you don't already have that and you would like to, there's so much out there. Uh, there's free aware parenting Facebook group. If you want to join that, I mean, there's so much out there, but also I watched, we watched it. You watched it too now the other day, the, the, the viral video about Pluto, the dog. <laughs> so that day I'd be, I'd spent all day just, I was like, I really want to uh, write an article about fear. And I was, so I was reading the opposite of worry by Lawrence Cohen, rereading it and thinking about it all day and pondering on it. And then this video shows up in the evening and I watch it. I said to my son, come and watch it. And literally just this is a little, I invite you to look up if you want to do some releasing. So we know laughter is a really powerful therapeutic release of laughter tool. So literally I was watching this and I haven't laughed like that for so long. I was absolutely on the floor hysterically laughing <laughs> with my whole solar plexus just kind of radiating. It was so wonderful. So, you know, we, yeah, again, I'm just repeating everything you're saying now, but to, to choose the information that we're taking in, the people that we're connecting in with and using all these tools that we actually have. I mean, isn't, isn't um, the internet an amazing thing that we've actually got all this here that we can connect in with information that's helpful. We can look at the lovely dolphins in the Venice canals. We can watch Pluto the dog and laugh. We can connect in with friends and, you know, so, I love what you're radiating now that love and choice and an opportunity. Do you know, I actually want to say one more thing is I have been thinking a little bit like this isn't aware parenting, but the loving limits part is it's almost like mother earth saying, I'm going to set a, a loving limit here for you now. So I know you really enjoy flying a lot and um, you know, having whatever you want, doing whatever you want, but I'm just going to set this loving limit for now because I really think it's time <laughs> And I know it's going to be really scary for some of you and some of you need to cry a lot and some of you, you know, it's going to be painful, but I'm here and I love you and I'm here to support you and I'm actually here to keep you safe. And in the long run, this is going to really, really be helpful. So I'm here to listen. And I really do believe that on some level that that is happening. And yes, it's when we set a loving limit, like when we do with our child, if they're hitting or they want to eat 72 chocolate biscuits and we set a loving limit, they're going to feel, they're going to cry. They're going to feel frustrated. They're going to feel outraged. They're going to have a tantrum, whatever it is, but those feelings are sitting there. And so if we could kind of see again, for me, what I love to see is like, this is, this is, there's so much potential in this for love and for connection and for healing and for really, seeing what's important to us all and you know really part of the old paradigm shifting away and the new paradigm which aware parenting is so much a part of knowing that we are interconnected that our true nature is love and compassion all of those things that it's actually helping that come in and again it's choosing the way we're perceiving what's happening 
I love that because it, it just, <clears throat> it's so true. What's sitting below the surface for all of us, <clears throat> whether that is survival, whether it's money, whether it's, are my kids going to be okay? Health, whatever is, is being highlighted. It just is there. You're exactly right. It's a very big loving limit. <laughs> it's like, you know, and um, we're all having to work through the anger and the rage first and then into those big, beautiful sobs. And then we come out the other side and go, ah. Oh, Okay, possibility. What's here? You know, it's it's amazing. It's it's an extraordinary time to be alive. It really is. I think it is. Um, well, nothing like this has ever happened before, really, has it? So it's really amazing to see what's going to shift on on a big global scale and also individually in our lives. I'm I'm sitting in a lot of curiosity around. Wow, what's happening and listening, you know, I'm sure you are Marion too, you know, listening to help, you know, my clients are still wanting sessions, which I think in this time is actually really important. So another thing I would say to people, you know, um, reach out to have some listening partnerships. So whether that's someone, you know, or there's free listening partnerships, as you said, so you can go to, we'll put some links in our show notes here of where you can connect into some free listening partnerships. If you want to be connected with someone who understands these philosophies of aware parenting, but also is there to listen. Um, and there's also professional help too, you know, that you can do online too, if you really need to work through some of your big stuff, because this is a time where we really need to do it. We need to, dive into or embrace as i said in the beginning the fear the feelings and say what do you, what gift have you got for me here what is possible for me to shift and move because that's exactly what is going to transform what's happening in the world and how magnificent that is to model to your children you know we always talk about doing the work and you know now more than ever we need to do the work to to come back to this place of centeredness and trust in our beings and so that requires us to dig a bit deeper and that is such a beautiful gift for our children. So I think it's more important than ever really, isn't it? So much so, so much so. It's really aware parenting is kind of made for these times. It's like we have all the tools and the, the, the strategies mm. and the understanding of human beings. Mm. I would, so let's, yeah. Yeah, go. I would okay. love to share. I, I imagine you're probably wanting to give some practical strategies to <laughs> parents. So I would love to do that. I would just love to share my story from yesterday. Um, so my uh, mum lives with us. She's 88. And we had an early loss. So we, an early separation between the two of us. You probably heard me share. I was in an incubator for the first five weeks of my life. So that's one of my core pieces that I've come back to again and again and again over the years around um used to be more grief and loss and i've just done so much around that and now it tends to sharpen fear fear around loss and fear around losing her so you can imagine for me that's the been the thing that's been showing up over the week and i was kind of sitting with that and doing doing fine and then and then um the day before yesterday i suddenly started feeling all this frustration then it was building i know we did our last podcast called i'm angry if you haven't listened to that i really recommend it and I, by yesterday, I was like just bubbling out with frustration and rage. And I was just like, with, with just like everyone. <laughs> and I was listening in. I said, like, oh, there's something coming up. And, this, and I was, was wanting to dump it all on my ex-husband. So I sent him a little message. They were wanting to meet up. And I said, I've got some big feelings. I don't want to dump them all over you. And well, so I'm not going to do that. And finally, I connected in with the, what I call the charged phrase, which was, um, you don't, so often when, we, when we've got something bubbling up from the past, there'll be some really charged phrases that bubble up, which can give us some clues about where it comes from. 
and it was you don't care you don't care about my mum that was the phrase that showed up and it was around um you know social distancing and all that stuff so um I listened in and I listened to where this came from and I said oh my goodness this actually comes from me and my mum and dad my dad is not here in the world anymore he died 10 years ago but I realized all the feelings I was feeling were actually in relation to my dad and his relationship with my mum and how he hadn't cared for in the ways I would have loved to as a child and as soon as I got that I was like ah yes and I could really direct it and I know you could go to an outer person and share that so I did that in my inner work expressed all the feelings my inner loving father listened and apologized and um, listened to I hear that you're so outraged and now I'm here to look after you all so it was so beautiful and I just let out expressed all the all the rage and all the feelings and and then ever since I did that this morning I'm like oh yeah great I'm happy again <laughs> it's all been released so you know this is a really powerful time and so if you're finding yourself having some big feelings and they appear to be about someone else it can be often helpful just to ask yourself what's the charge phrase or in your relation to your child and it might be you know they never listen or they don't care or they're not and that can often take us back into if it's something from the past bubbling up so you know things can shift quite quickly around this kind of work so and I think that's what the the world is showing us as well that actually we stop flying we stop moving around the dolphins come back pretty quick and I, I think it's the same for the the human psyche you know change can happen really quite quickly mm. I thank you for sharing that Marion and I also you know when I'm listening to you say that I, I think it really taps me into having deep compassion for other people so wherever you are and you're watching other people react and it's not how you think they should be reacting or your family's not taking it seriously or whatever uh just remember we've all got that we are working through and that that is how it's turning up and so it's really important to uh be compassionate for other people and of course for ourselves because we are all doing the best job we can and we're often all responding from those places a lot of the time. So it's really good to be mindful of that. Yes. Mm. So I just want to repeat what you said because it cut out a tiny bit. That um, Whenever we're having reactions or however, anyone, however anyone's reacting, we don't know, you know, like with your husband, we don't know what happened to them, to their ancestors, to them as babies or children. And we're so often responding from this filter of the past. So if we, if we can hold that in mind, the person you're seeing might be actually feeling two at this moment or a baby or a 15 year old and having compassion for, for that. So, mm. so thank you for that now. So mm -hmm. good. Pleasure. So let's, um, let's talk about maybe some tools for us as parents and also some stuff we could work with our kids to help in this time or to help shift some of the fear. So if we talk about us as adults, firstly, you know, I mean, we're big fans of, you know, feeling and speaking what's going on for you. So the basics, like we mentioned of a listening partnership, um, speaking to a professional, if you need, um, being able to just be vulnerable and cry and be held and be super, super kind to yourself um, so that you can feel what you need to feel. I mean, really practical things like going outside if you can, if you're able to, um, putting your feet on the earth can be a really good thing too. Uh, of course, as parents, we need laughter a lot. So if you do have children at home, 
then getting into their games and playing can be really powerful as well. So laughter is just as important for us. Um, But I also think too, you know, there's lots of stuff online um, that you can explore around helping release some trauma from your body. So we talk about, you know, laughing is really great, but things like TRE, which is like a trauma release thing can be powerful. Somatic experiencing can be powerful to help just shift some of the trauma attention in your body. Um, there's lots of different, I guess, subtle modalities out there, which can be really powerful if the fear is or the trauma is feeling really big to help your body release some of it. Because as we've touched on and talked about, you know, in a situation where we feel a sense of danger, if we have trauma sitting in our body from experiences that we haven't finished processing, that is going to turn up. And so here's an opportunity each time we feel that panic or those waves to go, okay, how can I help my body let go a little bit more of that stuck trauma that's sitting there? So we'll put some more links to of, um, of different modalities or stuff that you can explore that um, you can even do at home really gently. Like sometimes even shaking. Like I, you know, this morning my husband was really in his stuff and I was like, honey, let's just stand here and shake it out. And so for two minutes we just shook every part of our bodies and I was just, you know, look, looking at me, look at me, honey, keep shaking, keep shaking, keep shaking. And then we took some deep breaths. I said, how do you feel? And he goes, yeah, better grounded. Okay. I feel a bit better now. So even simple things like that can be really good just to sometimes move the initial fear that's sitting there and then, you know, working on it on deeper levels. Mm, I love that. Running on the spot can be really helpful too, because you're, if, if you're in that um, flight and you're wanting to run, you're actually using that energy. We maybe even just, and that could be something you didn't do with your kids or just doing a bit of exercise, kind of dancing, um, I, I really loved what you said as well about looking in the eyes because that's really helpful in terms of that second chicken thing. And that can be really helpful with our children if they're feeling scared. If we're not <laughs> feeling scared or we're feeling much less scared than them, you want to look in my eyes, sweetheart. And we may, I know one of the somatic experiencing tools is to look around the room and to actually see. So again, anything that helps us bring us present, because if, we, if we're in the past, and we're in a memory from the past, helping our bodies to actually become present can be really helpful as well. Which also is, let me just say, because there's a lot more FaceTiming and Zooming and Skyping going on, Yes. Um, when you feel scared, it's actually better to actually see someone's face, so yes. talking online, than it is just yes. on the phone. Yeah. So if you are feeling frightened or there's a bit of fear there, then FaceTime with a friend or someone who feels safe. So you can see their eyes, you can look in their face, that can help. Yes. Um, just as we're doing now, <laughs> we're, we're podcasting online, uh, uh, looking at each other. That can be really powerful as well too, to just help. Ah, yes. Okay. Because <sighs> we're getting that and that's what we need to see is that, ah, the other person is, is not feeling terrified. Oh, okay. Well, that means it's, that means in the here and now I am safe yes, and we can yes. start to. Yes. Feel that in or my favorite one, having a nap. Like it's just that's also something. Give yourself permission. Now I know sometimes that's not going to be easy if you're home with little people and look, we have to, we are gonna to have to be really adept, but give yourself permission to go and lay down and just rest if you need to. It is so okay to help your brain, your body cope with what's going on. So full permission to nap. Hmm. I love napping. Uh, yes. Uh, I also think remembering repression mechanisms, we did a whole episode on that, is that we can use those in conscious ways. It's not, gonna, it's not helpful in a long-term way because those feelings are likely to bubble up, but uh, particularly as well if we've got more of a thinky 
if we're in the thinking um, unenjoyable thoughts about the future, kind of creating fear, actually going away and watching a Netflix episode or going watching Pluto or a comedy or, you know, something, a novel, something that's actually going to, to stop you going in that kind of ruminating thinking about the future. Mm. It can be really helpful to choose to do those kinds of things to go just mm. to let yourself, these are times to be really easy on yourself around anything that can make things easier for you. Mm. Which leads me into, you know, with our kids at home, if your kids are watching more technology, it is okay. It is so okay. We are in this really incredible, extraordinary time. So if it means that your kids are watching way more stuff than they normally would, it would. It's all right. It is yeah. so okay. Yes. And Such when goodness. things shift again, then you can set some limits if you need to around stuff. So I think, you know, that, you know, what a gift that we do have the internet, what a gift that we do have that. And children are going to need those repression mechanisms now as well, right? So if they're picking up on what's going on, they're like, hey, I just need to numb out for a bit. And so we can all do that. And that is okay. <laughs> so, you know, allowing just really being gentle with yourself on how that looks for children, you know, and, and of course, coming back to tools for kids. So the basic ones that we always talk about and we're parenting is um, listening to feelings you know so really our children might be bringing more feelings if their fear is sitting there too so holding space for their tears and their tantrums um, using attachment play and I just think if your kids are at home it is just so fascinating to watch what they want to play at the moment so that will give you a real insight into what's going on for them so just being curious around what they're playing how they're playing all those kind of things so having some special time still even though if you are home with them you know you could even just do 15 minutes with just one child where you go out the back or you you do something that is just in your own little world together to have just a bit more deep intimate connection if you need of course joining in with their play so you can laugh because that will be good for you as well and then as we've mentioned throughout this it's still having those loving limits and boundaries which will be really important to hold so our kids can process or offload some bigger feelings as well and being able to sit and hold that space for them. And, and, you know, I think as we tie back into the beginning to being, you know, as authentic as you can around where you're at and what's going on um, so that children really do feel, yes, okay, that's where it is, but we are going to be okay. And, um, and then, you know, I think it's a time of incredible connection and creativity on some level if we can't do what we normally do to distract ourselves to see what unfolds and what comes up. So being curious about that. Mm, beautiful and you can even use specific types of play so perhaps if they if they have been to the supermarket and there's been nothing on the shelves for example um that might be going home and playing a, a funny game let's play the supermarket game or the toilet roll thing that's happening straight away. you know see if you can play funny games about toilet rolls it's like bringing in nonsense and goofiness and silliness around things Power reversal games are also going to be really helpful at times like this where we play the less powerful one and they perhaps be the, the scary one that's chasing us around the room and we pretend to fall over and, no, how can you catch me? No, you're so big and you're not going to do that again. And they chase us around and we're falling over. And so, you know, again, fear is so related to ha having a sense of not having power. So finding ways that they can have a sense of power and 
it's really helpful. Do you know what I think? Yeah. Because um, so many of the schools are closing down all over the world. <laughs> we should totally play power reversal games around schools where the kids get to be the teachers and you have to, <laughs> to be the student. <laughs> That's going to give you an insight into how your kids are feeling and what's going on. So if you are having to, you know, school your kids or, or that's, you know, you're feeling that's important, I would perhaps start off the day with letting them be the teacher first so that there is laughter, there is connection, there's more power for them, flexibility so that we're not getting so agitated around how that could look. So that could be a beautiful thing to do as well. And the other quick thing to share as well is to remember, and again, you might want to come back and listen, if you've got more time to listen to podcasts, to listen to our episode on behavior and feelings, because you may be noticing um, if you have a baby or a, or a child, they might be taking longer to go to sleep, they might be waking up more, they might be um, just willing to eat less foods, they might be less willing to cooperate, they might be having big reactions to little things. All of these are symptoms and, and really normal natural signs for when there are feelings of fear and uncertainty and, and that kind of thing bubbling up, you know, particularly because children are, they really are listening and, and feeling the, the felt energy of, of what's going on in the world. So really remembering all of those things are really normal and natural. And the more we're offering that connection, listening to tears and tantrums and offering attachment play, laughter, that's going to help them so that they can actually sleep more and cooperate more and, you know, be gentle with the dog. And what we've been doing, um, I mean, again, we have teenagers, but we've been having a check-in every day or second day where we all just go, how's everyone feeling emotionally? Where are we at? What are you finding frustrating? What's going on? Where is it hard? So we're all just really aware of where everybody else is at and what's happening. And that's been really beautiful. And just really saying, what do you need? What what would help here for wherever we are in those moments? So it's been really beautiful. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, we have a, a lot of connection in our family, but it's going even to a deeper level. It's really quite beautiful. It's a lot of tenderness and care. And again, in sharing where my husband was at, my kids have all been checking in with him. How you, how you doing today, dad? where you at like it's beautiful really really beautiful um so yeah yeah it's just some there's some magic in this you know and and i know it's really it's big it's huge you know on so many different levels um and i guess (laughs) this reminds me of birth too i often used to say to my pregnant couples we can't we don't have control of how your baby's going to come out but we have control of the energy we bring to the experience and i think this applies here too we don't know how this is all going to play out but we do have control over the energy we bring to this experience and that may be something just to um keep breathing into mm, beautiful i'd love to say one last thing as well is is the more we can have this connection and and release feelings from the past and then we stay in more that the here and now natural responses which may at times be absolutely fear but the more then we're actually responding to the here and now and we're going to be able to make choices that are actually really going to keep us the most safe because we're we're acting from that part so sometimes we tend to think you know if i'm scared all the time that's going to keep me safe because of course that's how our nervous system works the paradox is actually the more we can heal from old fear and actually be in the here and now the more we can really respond to what's really happening and taken you know in that logical way like what do i need to do here you know, what precautions do I need to take? What actions do I need to take? And that's what we really want, isn't it? We want everyone to be able to, to do that. Mm, that's so good. So good. 
Okay, well, I hope that this has all gifted you something to feel into that has given you something that you might want to take into your family or just for yourself at the moment to help you feel more grounded and steady in this really unknown, incredibly bizarre time that we're living in. Um, We will have all that we've talked about in our show notes. We'll put lots of resources in there so you can go and explore a bit more and, um, and hopefully get support, whatever support you need for where you're at at this time thank you so much for listening and so much love to you yeah bye-bye thanks for joining us on the aware parenting journey please follow us on facebook and instagram at the aware parenting podcast you can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find marion at www.marionrose.net We wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey.